What's happening, everyone? Welcome to the Paranormies. I'm Johnny Monoxide, and tonight I'm joined by Reinhardt von Krieger. What's up, man? Not much. I uh, just woke up after work and made my uh, weekly trip down to the ocean to properly and legally dispose of car batteries for the electric eels. How, how many car batteries do you have? Uh, don't worry about it. Okay. I'm not, I'm, yeah, I'm not going to worry about it. Also joining us this evening, Dogbot. Hi. Hey, how are you doing? I got some close confidants uh, watching the Chupacabras because I'm going on a desert excursion this weekend. Ooh. I will be taking some pictures for upcoming whatever we call the Paranormies Road Trip Program. Yes, we actually have... Actually, just hold hold that thought. Uh, Jack over in the corner taking notes. What's up, guy? Don't challenge Alec Ball. Went to a 1v1 on Rust. Worst mistake of my life. Oh, boy. Nice. Nice. All right. Well, hey, guys. Welcome to the weekend. Uh, it's Friday. Man. I'm going to have to start working Saturdays again every now and then. I don't like this. But. Yeah, I have to I have to go to work tonight. It's my <sighs> last night for the week. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah but you get, like, you get like five-day weekends, and that's really cool about your job. Uh, Three-day. Oh, that's right. No, I, I counted it wrong. Oh, you're right. Three-day weekends. That's still cool. It's better than better than the average American's two-day weekend. Or now the the uh, one-day weekend that most um, blue-collar people are used to. You know, everybody's getting all that extra money for all that overtime, right? But what you're really doing is selling your actual time. If you look at the actual money you make for overtime for a Saturday and compare it to like what your what your your Saturday is actually worth, you know. Is it yeah, worth- it's it's more just being usurped. You're being swindled. Right. Oh, it's always all the swindle. extra taxes they take out of it when you actually do the overtime. Oh yeah. Yeah. Overtime checks always have like more taxes taken out of it. Sucks. Oh, you did some extra work? Oh my God! He did. He went above and beyond the call of duty. Worked extra hard, more time for his family. Make some extra money. Sure, let's take uh, twice the amount of taxes out. Anyway, I digress. I don't even have an uncle named Sam. Fuck that guy. <laughs> we all have an uncle Sam. No. Uh, no, we all have an uncle John. Uncle Uncle Sam is, you know the bearded old man who loves loves the country and wants right. you to love it as much as him right in an angry Uncle fashion at all times he is always uncle sam is always pissed you know that? also you're just not doing enough well also his hat changed colors do you guys notice that they're they mandela uncle sam's hat what it didn't always used to be Red and white stripes, and then the stars around the brim, around the base. Yeah, but that's not what it is anymore. What is it now? I don't know. Look it up. Uh, Skull was Mandela screeching today about it. Is it the same? As, is it the same amount of color changing as the Jolly don't Roger s- No Quarter flag actually being red? Oh well, I thought you were going to say a color changing of something else that. We shall not mention. Um, um, well, we know C-3PO's legacy. I just said that. So oh, not- no, the Uncle Sam hat. Okay. No, this isn't a Mandela, I don't think. No? 
I don't think it's a Mandela. He posted it as if it was. I I don't think so. It's been portrayed with both, but the classic it it is true. The classic was just the white hat with the stars, the blue the blue um, I guess bandana or something wrapped around it with the stars. And then it did change sometime in the 1900s. Probably changed with wartime propaganda. It's possible. Whatever the next war was. It's possible. But yeah, I don't think it's Mandela. Also, I don't think the Jolly Roger is Mandela either. I think it's just a case of people don't know a whole lot about anything the that they don't see in the movies. Yeah, you didn't see it in, in uh, that TV show Black Sails. Right. Where a bunch of gay pirates were having orgies. Oh, come on. I mean, it, I, I was, was going to at least give him Pirates of the Caribbean. You know? I never heard about the Red Jolly Roger flag until two weeks ago. Well, it definitely wasn't the most used. I mean, everybody's used to the... Uh, the black and white. The Bellamy or yeah. uh, like Jack Rackham flags, which are black. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But... No, the the thing is, is like like we just said, like most people, they get all their information from you know media, the television, the movies, whatever, and then you only see that on TV. You don't you don't see the red one. You don't see any other colored ones. There was more than that too. Well, I was into reading about pirate stuff when I was mm-hmm. younger, mm-hmm. and I don't remember anything about the red Jolly Roger flag, but maybe I overlooked it. Um, Henry Avery or Henry Avery, whatever his name actually was, uh, he used a red Jolly Roger. That was, that was his. And it was square. Yes. Yeah. Much like the flag of a certain country. Yeah. Oh, a certain couple of countries, but yes. Mm, Swiss pirates confirmed. Hmm. Swiss pirates. Jewish pirates confirmed. Same thing. Your Swiss butt pirates? <laughs> actually, it is surprising the amount of pirates that were... Actually, should it be surprising at this point the amount of pirates that held Jewish ancestry? Oh, no. That was, that was no, the worst band not. name ever, by the way, Johnny. What? Swiss butt Jewish pirates? Jewish Swiss butt pirates. <laughs> Jewish Swiss... The, the, Swiss Jewish butt pirates. From Uranus. <laughs> Show title for sometime in the next six months. No, absolutely. Judy, you going? Are you going downtown to listen to SJBP tonight? <laughs> <laughs> They're playing a secret show. Oh my god, that's funny. God. Everything's a secret with them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's terrible. Oh man. So oh, we got some mail. We did. Dan sent us a letter and some artwork. Dan from the Gansfield effect on the last campfire. He said, hey, this is Dan from the last campfire episode about the Gansfield effect. Like, (laughs) thank you for the introduction, sir. Uh, Enclosed in this package are the three paintings in the bubble mailer envelopes. Okay, yes, these are. uh, He said he said he sent us these because he didn't want the physical ones to rot and become tattered in his messy art bin. So he sent us the, the art. Um, thank you, Dan. I'm going to have mine framed and send the other two out. They're already semi-pre-addressed. 
Ah, I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. All three of those pieces of artwork. And there's more so coming. Well Actually, he says there's more artwork coming. So. Yes, there is. Actually, I've got something I can send to you guys later on that. Got an All update right. picture that I think you guys will enjoy. All right. Thank you, Dan. Yes. He's been awesome. He's, he's very awesome, yes. Uh, he made... I made digital copies, blah, blah, blah. Where was the... Oh, more about the Gansfield effect. Yeah, he said uh, he completed two PDFs discussing the research he's done on it. There's some spoopy connections between that, DMT, near-death experiences, and the paranormal in general. So, hey, you guys, forward me those PDFs. I did as soon as they were done. <laughs> oh, you did? I already have them? Okay. Dude, I have, you know how many PDFs I have to go through to read? Like, honestly? I'll repost them. But oh, yeah, wait, no, you did. Done, you did. No, 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 you chat. did. You did. I do have them. I do have them. I do. Okay. Okay. A lot of stuff happens, man. Right? I know. I know. All right. Chill out. All right. So it's the Friday show, but. We're not going to get news cucked like that, so we're just going to go ahead and do it. So Alec Baldwin fucking shot two people. Two people. Two people. Yes. Killed one and injured a second. How do you accidentally shoot two people? Um, What was the injury on the one who didn't die? Like, is it something serious? Do we have any idea? I don't. I don't know. Jack, can you? Please. Yep. Um, apparently, like, yeah. For the headshot, and he ended up just hitting the <laughs> ear or something. Well, okay. So apparently, an assistant director handed him the weapon, not knowing it was loaded with live ammunition. And Alec Baldwin pointed it at a crew member and fired. Said it, Donald Trump. What was? Hold on. Let me pull this shit up. Did you guys post this in the uh, in the prep chat? Is that where it was? All the stuff about Alec Baldwin. I I posted some stuff about Alec Baldwin in the prep chat. Yeah, I know you did. Right, because Alec Baldwin. Okay, so a while back, Alec Baldwin posted a tweet where he said something about accidentally shooting somebody. I wonder how it must feel to wrongfully kill someone. There's a video showing a Huntington Beach officer fatally shooting a suspect outside of a 7-Eleven. So. That was uh, dated 2017, correct? Yes. Yes. September 22nd, 2017. Over four years ago. So. That aged well. (laughs) That's. That's crazy. Like, okay, so four years ago, four years ago, Alec Baldwin said, I wonder how it must feel to wrongfully kill someone. And tonight, or yesterday, whenever it was, today, it was today, Alec Baldwin killed a guy. Or someone. A woman. Well, that post didn't age well. Right. Yeah. That post aged like milk. Well, it's got to be some pretty, uh, Highly pasteurized milk for four years. Well, it's UHT. It's clearly UHT. Um, I love the picture that they have attached of him. I'm, I'm guessing this is him on the set in New Mexico, but 
he's he's on the phone. He's got the disheveled hair, beard. His mask is in his hand. Uh, I think that's a f- yeah. I think that's him calling it in. That's probably him calling in the yeah. So apparently, so okay. So an accident on the set of Alec Baldwin's movie Rust at the Bonanza Creek Ranch on the outskirts of Santa Fe, New Mexico, sent two members of the film crew to the hospital. One of them, a woman, has died. Fox News has confirmed. Okay, so this is fake. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's probably true. Um, however, investigators said the prop firearm was being waved around by Baldwin during a rant about Donald Trump when he discharged it at the crew. How does anybody still care about Donald Trump? Like, what has... Right. Like, well... Or- like, We're eight months into the silver alert president's reign. Sure. And these he people are still like mad about zero Donald Trump. effect on public policy. Mm-hmm. Like, I still have a hard time with people like Jeannie, who are still, like, pro-Trump. Like, unironically pro-Trump. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Ultimately, it's it. still playing into the red team, blue team dichotomy. False dichotomy, <laughs> yeah, of course. But, bro, stop being cringe and just embrace it, bro. Like, but what, he's what? he's not doing red team blue team. He's he's a liar. He's a pretender. He's an actor. Who? Trump? Baldwin. Oh, Baldwin. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And he's oh, not doing yeah. red team blue team. Yeah. So like why like that's got to be really weird. You're ranting in front of a bunch of scabs because by the way, the set and crew, the 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 crew for the film, they walked off like a couple weeks ago. So they have scabs. Oh, the union crew walked. The union crew walked. Good yeah, for them. Apparently there had been misfires already, and just working conditions in general were terrible. Working conditions at a movie in, studio in New Mexico? Santa Fe, New Mexico. We're suboptimal? No way. There's nothing terrible about Santa Fe, New Mexico. It's just, it's a little boring, but like, it's not... Like suboptimal co- conditions, you're you're not you're not in the wilderness. No, it's well, just fucking scrub desert. Well, I think yeah. as far as conditions go, they're talking about like safety and right. Uh, like they're talking about the job long con- hours. Yeah, they're talking the job conditions, like like not getting yeah. their breaks and working the hours they're not supposed to, and not yeah, just stuff like that. Probably probably a lot of really bitchy union guys. You know what I mean? Why yeah. why are we using <laughs> real guns in? TV shows and movies at all. Uh, Dogbot, I don't know how to tell you this, but um, well, yeah, I guess they could use cap guns, right? I don't know. Most guns that shoot blanks are basically functioning firearms. They just use ammunition, you know, that doesn't shoot rounds. Yeah, it's just blank ammunition. Just blank ammunition. How do, yeah. How do it's real a, rounds accidentally end up in the see, in the mix? Okay, when I put them there. Or well, yeah, I had a longer, funnier explanation, but thank you, Jack. <laughs> what is your longer explanation? Well, I was gonna say when it, when a gun and, and a box of ammunition love each other. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Um, when somebody wants to do something really stupid and, you know, set somebody up to do something, I don't know. I, 
I mean, this is a perfect opportunity for just, you know, here, here, Alec, this is your, for your scene. Here you go. Well, who, well, loaded, who loaded this? Jerry loaded it. Where is Jerry? Who the fuck is Jerry? Jerry, you know, and there's no Jerry. Well, Jerry loaded the gun. What the fuck? I don't know. And there's nobody there. And I guess, like, yeah. The prop well, guy. The blue, the blue check proposed conspiracy theory that is being floated about was the prop gun might have been secretly loaded with real bullets by a Trump supporter to punish Alec Baldwin for his Trump parodies. And the blue check that propagated this today on Twitter also followed up with why is it only MAGA types that vehemently dismiss this as one of the possible causes too close to the bone? By the way, I do hope it was just an accident, but it's America after all. Are we it's I I can't even begin to explain what kind of a weird double world we live in with people that I have absolutely nothing in common with that could think this way. Well, this person is also super EU. So I mean if you just look at the profile picture and the amount of flags that are in their Twitter handle. Oh no. Yeah, the the, the masked up emoji is is a uh, super that cringe too. as well. Uh the, so ironically Alec Baldwin also pretended to be Trump and ranted about gun control on Saturday Night Live. Yes. Yeah, he's, many times. He's been Donald Trump several, many, 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 many times on Saturday Night Live. And he does a pretty good Donald Trump, to be fair. He's an actor. That's what he does. He's an actor playing an actor. How about that? Oof. It's like the how actor long, inception. How long until a leftard comes out and says, uh, we need more gun control because of this incident? I mean, I'm sure there already are people I'm, screaming about it. How long until Alec Baldwin comes out and says that? <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised he hasn't already. Have you seen pictures of the woman that he shot? I have not. She looks Jewish. Is, is there a picture in the Skype? Are we believing that this actually happened? It's real? No, I already said, Jack, I already said I didn't believe it. Okay. You heard that, right? And yes, Johnny, there are two links and they have pictures. Where are they? Scroll up just a little bit. Oh, how? Oh, And no, it's not the one with the goatee. <laughs> Helena? How how you say that name? That's a very awkward spelling. H-A-L-Y-N-A. Helena? Is it Helena? Probably Helena. I'm Hutchins. not even going yeah, like A polyon. You know, like, yeah. uh, like a polyam. It's a hellion. It's a very like it's a very hard that Y right there. That's the sometimes Y. That's a that's a vowel. I don't you know what I mean? Like hello. Makes it hello. Yeah, right. It makes you. And do they're the, supposedly white. Makes you do the McNab. Who's supposedly oh, yeah. white? Oh, with a name like that, you know. Right. Helena. Right. Helena. Uh, Helena Hutchins. Hutchins. Well, her husband, her, her husband's name is Hutchins. So she. I wonder what her. Who was Helena Hutchins and what was her cause of death? Cinematographer. Mm, 
she's no, no, I don't know. She looks like she could be Jewish. I mean, uh, she she looks Jewish to me. Yeah, yeah, she could be. She definitely could be Jewish. She's got that. Yeah, she's probably Jewish. Oh, the other person that was shot was the film's director. Oh. Take that. Was the, was the director also a scab at this point? Like, DB, I know you said everybody walked like a month ago, right? Or a couple yeah. of weeks ago? Okay. Yes, they Joel did. Souza. Souza. Probably Sephardic. Either Sephardic or just straight up Jewish. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, oh, God. Looked up a picture. Do it. Here. Drop it. Ah. Uh. Oosh. Yeah, he's Jewish. Oh, my God. Nightmare fuel. I don't know about Helena here. I don't know if... Uh, I think we might be uh, assuming profiles. I mean, uh, pronouns here. Oh, very sunken eyes. Like, very... Uh, Uh, that's know, a girl. Man. That's a girl. That's a girl. Okay. The tiny. I, I say it's a girl. The tiny, the tiny clavicle and everything. I think that's a girl. All right. It's hard to say from these pictures. It they is, but well. Look at the the one where she's operating the camera. Yeah. <laughs> what's, the, rough, what's that man. last picture all about? It's hard to tell with the fingers just because her, her fingers are wrapped around the camera a little bit, so it's hard to tell right. what they would look like completely outstretched. I have a feeling that photograph of the director's, uh, the, the, the one behind the camera, has got to be about 10 years old. Do you remember about 10 years ago when people were wearing the wristbands with the watches on it? Mm. Yeah. It's mostly guys. That was, yeah. really, that was a really gay trend. It was mostly guys. Ah. It's mostly dudes that like to say that they shopped a fossil. Right, Buckle. right. Well, they, yeah, they were, they were fossil watches a lot of the times, yeah. Anyway. She's kind of broad in the shoulders there. It's hard to tell, doing the S-curve. Right. Uh, but, like... <laughs> so, he shot these two people. Yes, Are he shot two people. Are they both dead or just the... No, no just the director. She's out just of the hospital. Yes, the director is out. He, got, he just got winged. Or, oh, yes. okay. Yes. He was lightly killed, and she was thoroughly killed. He's kind of dead. She's super dead. Right. Yeah, the projectile was a through and through, and that same projectile hit him. Right. I was about to say, it's on the set of a Western. Did he bounce it off of, like, a spittoon or something? Like, (laughs) It's possible. No, what happened was he... (laughs) got two people. (laughs) So he killed the woman. It actually went through her... uh, her breastplate that she was wearing, you know, her Western, like good, bad, and the ugly, you know, wear it under your tank top kind of thing. Okay. All right. Ended up bouncing off and it, it smacked him and just, I think it hit, grazed his ear or something. Oh. Oh. I don't know. Well, as big as those things are, he's not that great a shot. Or maybe he was, you know, doing the whole like dance monkey dance and accidentally shot him in the foot. Well, he clearly wasn't using a Colt 1911 A1. Model forty-five caliber death machine. Would have been one bullet would have taken the entire city out. 
take your entire arm off. Right. Is that a reference to something? Or? And the city. The, a reference to the greatest handgun of all time? Two world wars. Two world oh. wars. Uh, back to back. I, I, for me, in my mind, the greatest handgun of all time was the one from Death Wish 3, the 475 Wildy Magnum. I mean... That's a badass nah, gun. Nah, Colt nineteen eleven. No, but the, I mean, but it's, it's it's no. I mean, yeah, two world wars, dogbot two. Right. How long did the Webley revolver last? People people don't know, understand what really happened. Magnum, the, what like, really happened a, in Hiroshima and Nagasaki was actually it was MacArthur discharging. I put his, a hole as big as a basketball hoop in a Jamaican in Death Wish three. Wait, Operation Fishbowl and all those nuclear tests out in the Pacific, were those just new Colt 1911 rounds? Those were, were actually, some of those were actually the testing for the 10 millimeter Delta Elite. Oof. Yeah. Well, Wait, yes. Also, also uh, popularly known as the fucking Jamomatic. But, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My dad bought one of those when it was brand new. I think I was in, I think I was in like, ninth or 10th or 11th grade, somewhere 10th or 11th grade when my dad got the, the, is the first. Civilian uh, issue uh, Colt 10 millimeter. Man, I think that was the one that had like the red uh, triangle on it, right? For uh Delta. Yes, the Delta. Yes, the Delta squad. Yeah. And yeah, like every third round jammed out of the box. (laughs) It's too slow. I don't know. The recoil was too slow or something. It was just like stovepipe. So it's not a bug, it's a feature. Right. Right, right. It's called trigger discipline, Johnny. All right. Right, right. The shooty Which thingies. Which Baldwin doesn't have. The shooty holder, the pointy shooty thingies would come out of the clip funny. And uh, the, the, the smooth, the, this, the, um, the long, the long. Um, Tom the, DeLong. The, Is this what it's like to be on Reddit? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> the Basically. bullet inserter. The bullet inserter with the, uh, the springy thing behind the pullback thing. Yeah. I think it's called a screwdriver. Right. Anyway, I can't even pretend. When you cock that, it. I can't even it. pretend. I can't even pretend to do that when you cock it. Yes, this is what it's like on R slash. Anything. What is it? Battle kits. Anything. <laughs> I was looking. Actually, I didn't mean to, but I had a problem with my amplifier. And I'm still having a little bit of an issue with it. I think I'm. Anyways, it's. That's beside the point, but I found a solution, or what I thought was a solution, and I went and it happened to be on Reddit. I was like, oh, fuck. I don't want to look at this. And I did, and there was cancer sprinkled all over the page. Like, you know, give That's this when a you just sort comments by top, and usually the one with all the awards gives you the actual information, and then everything below is irrelevant. Yeah, but that involves logging in and stuff. I just want to do the thing where you click on it from Google and scroll down. <laughs> I don't want to log in. I don't want to create a Reddit account. I don't want any of that. I don't want my name. Listen, I have enough bad shit associated with my name already. You think I want a Reddit account associated with my name? Just connect it to your Ancestry DNA slash BlackRock account. You have Facebook. I had Facebook. I don't anymore. I'd rather have a Facebook than a Reddit. I'd rather have two Facebooks than a Reddit. Why not neither? (laughs) I mean... Okay, fine, Reinhardt. Whatever. I was about to say it's like you're you're picking the difference between stepping on dog shit that's on concrete or dog shit that's in the grass. Yeah, but 
no with reddit grass, it, the dog shit. shit is on fire on your porch right yeah and, and you just can't put the fire out and for some reason it's already in the house <laughs> because <laughs> you open the door out. and oh god it's in the living room now <laughs> right right <laughs> yes anyway yeah i mean it's like i couldn't believe i'm like we're talking about we're talking about an amplifier used for like heavy metal and this stuff, and these guys are like using stupid redditor terms. I'm like, oh my god, heckin'. And then somewhere down there, some tranny OnlyFans <sighs> advertisement. Right. So gross. Why is half the internet like really? Like, why is the entire internet? I don't know. No, it's not the entire internet because some of the internet is like useful, like PDFs. Right. And- I've heard of. Yeah. I, I mean, I've heard of dead internet theory, but have you heard of gay internet theory? It's no. not a theory. Yeah, I that's not a theory. That's a like factual. That's, pro- that's more provable than the lack of curvature on the earth. I mean, both are pretty easily proved. Yeah. That proven. was the joke, Reinhardt. <laughs> Jeez. That was the joke. That's the joke. Uh, so back to wet start. I mean, hot shot here. Wet start. Jesus. Yeah. What's going to get memory hold quicker? I don't know. There's already been, there's already been a few mainstream stories about it. So I wonder what he did. Can I wonder how make, he fucked can up. Can you memory hole involuntary manslaughter of one of the most outspoken actors of the last 25 years? You would be surprised, honestly. No, but Alec Baldwin can bullet hole someone. That was terrible. I know. I tried. No, you didn't. That <laughs> wasn't even like Chase yeah. bad. No, come on. No, it was bad in a worse way, in a different way. <sighs> Dear Lord. Yeah. All right. So. All right. Come on. We're doing it. We're doing a show here, guys. Um, Alec Baldwin killed a guy. He's up there with Lara Bush. George W. Dick Bush's Cheney. wife killed a guy. No, Dick Dick Cheney didn't kill a guy. He just shot a guy in the face. Uh, okay. That's true. Like, Laura actually like had trigger disciplining like, game. Yeah, she's she ran a guy over to death, I think. Oh, was it that? I thought it was a car. I'm pretty sure it was. She yeah, fired thought, a car blank. She I thought she like put a guy like pin ran him over through a fence or something like that. I don't know. It was like an ex boyfriend or something. I don't know. Some weird. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, do that. Well, how about that? Jack being Hi. one step ahead. All right. Nice. Yeah, you're not gonna. Maybe you won't be the worst intern of all time, Jack. I mean, you're. Ouch. Well, I mean, come on. There's clearly worse in, interns than Jack. Lots of them. Lots and lots of them. Jack's our intern, so he can't be the worst. He's the best. That's right. Well, to be the best, you actually have to read, but... I think he would bag my groceries very well. He would probably double bag the heavy stuff. He he wouldn't put something on top of the eggs. Jack? I'm sure Jack's really good at bagging groceries. I mean, I have common sense. I'm not retarded. I just can't See? read. Right. There's a difference. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. Do we want to do the content, guys? We have content this week. 
So yeah. Laura Bush ran a stop sign in a crash that killed a friend in another car. Okay. That that's what happened. Was that's that like nineteen sixty three? yes it was. Yeah, Bruce Jenner also killed somebody in a car accident. Yeah, Bruce Jenner hit somebody who hit somebody that killed somebody. Yeah, I saw that on South Park. Right. South Park did the whole season where Mr. Garrison ran for president as Donald Trump, as like fat orange retard. And uh, funnily enough, Bruce Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner, uh, was his running mate. And, you know, Caitlyn Jenner is now running for governor in California. But, um, yeah, every time you'd see Caitlyn Jenner on screen, uh, it was in a car, and it was always like running somebody over. Buckle up, buckaroos. Buckle up, buckaroos. We're going for a ride. What? That's all Alec Baldwin has to do is uh, transition into a woman and then run for governor, and everybody will forget about it. There you go. Easy. Yep. I mean, he's probably on his way to Switzerland already for that. I don't know. He was in L.A. today, so. I mean, same energy. Yes. Just more spics. Absolutely, a lot more spics. So, on to the actual stuff. So, I guess, yeah, that's why we don't get news cucked. It wasn't spoopy. It's just Alec, it's just ironic as shit that Alec Baldwin, Mr. Gun Control, Mr. Out, you know, outspoken libtard, uh, anti Trumper, anti gun guy, uh, shot two people. I like the Kill conspiracy them. theory that a Trump supporter may have put, uh, yeah. somehow slipped a bullet into it. And then he just happened to be ranting about the guy. Right. And right. then uh, it went off. There's some synchronicity going on there. Yeah. See, this is how it's Trump's fault. And here's how Bernie can still win. We do have one more quick thing that actually leads into what we're talking about tonight. If we want to uh, not get news cucked on this. Yeah. What's that? Something's a little a little spookier, and well, it is October. Sad. It is October, so that's true. Yeah, it's a little spookier, and it's a little sad. Um, but I'm sure everybody's seen over the past couple of weeks on our on Telegram, uh, Rob Skiba, everybody's favorite Nephilim flat Earth guy. Um, he passed away. Yes, in press F yeah, in the imprisoned chat. in a hospital. Imprisoned, absolutely. They forced a vent on him. Uh, they did. Now, do you think you think they killed him? I 100% believe they killed him. Yeah. And him and uh, another guy who we're actually going to be talking about tonight, Ruz Dizdar, um, who has worked in law enforcement and occult crime, exposing um, uh, satanic abuse and things across the country for decades. And they tried to get Steve Quayle. Yes, Steve Quayle, but they couldn't get Steve Quayle. No, Steve Quayle, about three weeks ago, um, he ended up in the hospital as well. Same situation as, as the two, and he is out. Uh, he's actually doing interviews right now. He's on oxygen at home, mm. um, but he is alive. Steve Quayle, he wrote uh, Unearthing the Cloud Eaters, right? Yes, and Nephilim Stargates That's and a right. ton of other books. Right. He did, a really great, he did a really great series on Giants. Uh, he was one of the first people... I had ever heard of to refute the ancient astronaut theory. Yeah. Uh, he's, yes. he's been fighting for years against all of that stuff. Um, yeah. He wrote the, the giants books. Where's I, I have those. I don't know where they are though. 
I forgot about that. Yeah, the the he's the um the Encyclopedia of Giants or something like that. Wasn't that the, the books he's most famous for? Uh, that's one of them. Right. Damn it, I can't find... Oh, there they are. They're buried on the other side of the room. I have too many books and need to build another bookshelf. Yeah, me too. Yeah, when I move out of here, I need to get actually a large bookshelf to house everything. I've still got some that are stu- that are just shoved in boxes. Well, that'll happen when you, when you do a lot of research for prep. You get a lot of books... Are you sure? I was under the impression we did no research. Oh, wait. That's right. We don't. We just buy books to have it. Yes, Genesis 6 Giants by Dr. Stephen Quayle. Or not Stephen Quayle, just by Stephen Quayle. Yes, those are the ones. Yeah, he's Genesis not a uh, doctor, but... No. I'm looking at... Yeah, but I actually, have, I actually have a first edition of the first one. Nice. Yeah, he also started uh, Gen 6 Productions. They used to work with Timothy Alberino and a few others. Mm-hmm. Um, did several good good documentaries on, uh, let's see, there was the Holocaust of Giants, uh, Giants in Sardinia, uh, the Holy See, which is about uh, uh, demonic deception in the Roman Catholic Church. Right. Um, as well, as he's been an intrinsic part of the True Legends conferences over the years. Um They've had people like uh, Derek Gilbert, Russ Dizdar was there the past couple of years. Um, I think three years ago they did Transhumanism. They've done Aliens, Cataclysms. Yeah, Steve Quayle's been an intrinsic part of all this community. Well, there you go. Um, but yeah, he detailed um, in just a quick interview uh, what happened. About three weeks ago, he was feeling totally fine. He said he was taking Ivermectin and a couple other things. Uh, just preemptively, and uh, he and his wife came down with something. His heart rate spiked, his blood oxygen level dipped completely, just out of the blue. And uh, when he got to the hospital, they put him on, so under COVID-19 protocol, uh, they injected him with remdesivir and put him on a do not resuscitate order almost immediately. Yeah, that was, didn't they keep his wife out of the hospital too? Uh, so she was admitted as well, I believe, uh, but she made it out fairly quickly, and then she was not allowed to see him. Right, she wasn't allowed to. She wasn't allowed back in to see him. Yeah, Rob Skiba's wife wasn't allowed to see him for weeks on end too. Right. Like, okay, I'm confusing months. the two. I never mind. I'm confusing the two. I'm thinking. Right, Rob Skiba's wife wasn't allowed to see him for weeks. You said, yeah, it was ter- Like, it was almost like he was being held hostage. Yeah, that's that's been happening a lot. Uh, seems to be with all of these kind of old guard uh, boomers that we all have relied on for years to kind of get us jump-started into all like these truth subjects. I mean, not just 9-11, mm-hmm. but Nephilim, aliens, demons, stargates, all of this stuff has come from, you know, this boomer old guard. And some of them have died over the past couple of years of, quote, natural causes. We get guys like Hal Turner, Steve Quayle, Rob Skiba, Russ Dizdar that all in the past year have ended up imprisoned in hospitals. Only half of them have made it out. Right. It's not good. No, it's no. not. And it's, um, Steve, it's like, Steve fully believes this was a targeted assassination attempt on him. Right. I didn't get to watch the entire 24 minute video, but I watched some of it. And so who does he think did it? 
I mean, I would put it as a general, the powers that be, probably alphabets and their associated groups. Um, one thing he's been talking about for years is the uh, ability to use vaccine tests and tests or vaccines and uh, genetic testing. So COVID-19 testing mm. to separate out people's DNA and essentially create bioweapons that can hone in on a certain uh, genetic code. And they can they can either do that through aerosol form. They can do it through contact poisons, so through your skin. Uh, somebody can shake your hand, uh, which is what happened with uh, Tony Patch a few years ago. Oh, that's right. Somebody tried to assassinate Tony Patch. Yeah. Um, so they've these been doing this all, for a now long these guys time. Are it's all, ramping up. And these guys are all uh, not just researchers and scientists. Um, but they're pastors. And well, law enforcement. Uh, Russ Dizdar was law enforcement. Worked with law enforcement, not actually law, but he worked with law enforcement. Um, a lot of these guys are are pastors. Like almost all of them are pastors. Yeah, they're all. I mean, they're all great spiritual mm -hmm. teachers, and I mean, they're not infallible, obviously. Right. Um, you know, Steve Quayle is a big like Holocaust believer that mm -hmm. it was a giant ritual murder. Mm -hmm. You know, Nazis under the ice, evil Nephilim right. Nazis. Um. Which I don't discount the dark side of the Thule society and all that, but they are men that have given us a lot of truth over the years and continue to do so. Right. Right. And again, it's like where you gotta separate find the the the, the nuggets of truth from it's not separate out the boomerisms. Yeah, and some of them, I mean, Rob Skiba in the last year has definitely become woke to the JQ. Oh, yeah, definitely. That was he took a lot of steps. He did. I remember Bella, um, when he, she first started telling me about Rob Skiba getting, in, getting heavy into the JQ, I was a little skeptical at first because I was like, oh, no, I'm not one of these guys. They never, well, it's kind of hard to be, it's kind of hard to be into the um, flat earth and not really even know about the JQ. <laughs> At least be aware yeah. of it. Yeah, you have to be very aware of you know when you when you get into the discussions of the um, alternates to the globe, alternatives to the globe. Yeah, when you start going through, of course, the the origins of heliocentrism, and you mm -hmm. get into the mm -hmm. Catholics and Jesuits, it's a pretty small hop from Jesuits to Jews. <laughs> right. Not very In fact, far I'm all. pretty sure you just kind of like move your little toe a little bit. Well, I to mean, left. yeah, yeah. Ignatius of Loyola. Yeah. It's all very nearby one another. Yeah. Well, yeah, the whole founder thing, you know. Yeah. Well, and a lot of these boomers, you know, most of them, they just have grown up in the programming a lot longer than any of us have. You know, mm -hmm. 60, 70 year old guys. Um, and unfortunately, there are certain aspects of their programming. They just aren't going to break. Right. Well, one aspect was the uh, the prominence of the American Empire being a force of good in the world, and they got to see the the arc of that. So a lot of them, a lot of them think that that's what that was that 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 Amer the American Empire was the force of good in the world. So, uh, in or it, all the propaganda that supports 
that mindset all has to do with certain people being the bad guys and who who painted and shaped all that well we know who did that so right that's a great way of putting seventh day adventists (laughs) juggalos juggalos whoa Whoa. wow Wow. No, I said said Jugalos. Oh, Jugalos. Oh, nice save. Nice save. Mm -hmm. Well, last thing I'll say on this, just don't go to hospitals. And sure as hell, don't get intubated. Yeah. Just don't. Actually, it was one of the things I said to somebody yesterday was, you know, I don't... If doctors could separate themselves from hospitals, I'd like doctors a lot more because hospitals are... Like, hospitals are where you go to die. Like, it's only recently that hospitals have, is where you go to be born, you know, or get fixed. It's hospitals are where I always went to die. That's it. Hospitals smell like death and, and like, death and antiseptic. Yeah, abandoned hospitals are some of the most prevalent uh, spooky places, and Mm -hmm. that's because so much death happens. Right. And now, and we've been thinking it and saying it you know in memes and stuff over the past few years but now we know it's like they they are actually killing people this is not people coming in that are already dying it's not just that they are systematically taking people out yes so don't go to hospitals just don't do it at this point i don't see how you can trust anybody in the in the american medical system in the western medical system I mean, look at the medical system in 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 England and and uh, our buddies over there in Australia. Holy shit, dude! Yeah, now, dear God, we're gonna need some. We're gonna need uh, another check in from our dingo friends. Um, where you live in Australia? Is it bad? And how bad is it? Like, how is there a lockdown? You know, are the cops going door to door trying to forcibly vaccinate people? Like. I want some people on the street. At the store, are there any shrimp you can put on the Barbie? Yes. In fact. (laughs) I want to know the grilled banana situation right now. Right. I really would like to know if your local sports uh, store have any new boomerangs available. Yes. I could. Nobody did a Vegemite one yet, right? Okay, good. Uh, do Burger Kings there also serve kangaroo meat? You know, I heard they did. I heard they did. I don't but, know why that would be a scandal. But then honest. I've been—I know. But then I've been to Australia, and I don't remember eating kangaroo. I do remember eating. Did we eat kangaroo? We did eat kangaroo. Yeah, they do eat kangaroo in Australia. Yeah. Oh yeah, kangaroo leather is also some of the best. It is. It's yes. Have you not seen like it's dude, you know what season it is? Do you know what season it is? Vegemite season? It is about to be like white girl season, dude. It's it's first of all, it's, well it is it's, it's October. It's like get it's finally getting to be fall. The Uggs are going to be broken out. The amount of of well, that's not kangaroo skin. That's lamb skin though. Cuz they use they use sheep. There's a lot of sheep in Australia. Never mind. It's not kangaroo skin. Well, kangaroo leather is used in a lot of like uh, like sports footwear. Never mind. Oh, that's right. Like very um, expensive, like soccer shoes, right? Yeah, it, yeah. It's rugby shoes. Classic. It grips Australian, to your feet. Australian rules football shoes. 
So soccer shoes. Love Australian rules football. Right. So basically cleats, soccer cleats for the most part. Essentially. Yeah. And other things, but... But they're made of kangaroo yes. leather. I really hope to God that it is not ethically sourced. Who cares? They're kangaroos. They're like big rats. Basically. Yeah. No, they're literally the deer of Australia, except they purposely jump in front of your cars. Okay, hoof rats. So they're, yes. Oh, they're bouncy they're hoof, hoof rats. rats. Bouncy hoof rats. <laughs> bouncy hoof rats down under. They'll do it just to fuck your shit up and ruin your day. Well, what do you think the regular deer do? Yeah. Well, they do it because they're retarded. But every do it intentionally. Dude, every day on my way home, there's this one windy part where I come through and there's <laughs> a little glade and there's usually eight to ten deer standing on either side of the road and there's usually like one of them crossing the road at any given time. It's annoying as shit. Because you come through, they're doing like 45, 50 miles an hour. It's nice and windy, you know, and it's a nice. It's... Well, every time they end up crossing the road, they kind of look like the retarded horse <laughs> from Family Guy. Yeah. Yeah. They're like so graceful and whatever when they're running through the fields, you know, or whatever, running away from you when you, you know, you spook them when you're trying to shoot one. But then like, they're like fucking retarded Jimmy from South Park with his crutches and his fucking midget legs crossing the street, you know? <laughs> well, when you put them on asphalt, they right, they the touch the asphalt and them. just like, dun, dun. Retarded how you Wow, you really don't King. like deer, do you? I fucking hate hoof rats. You know, I've hit like three of them in my life, dude. They fucking suck. Dude, I ran One over an armadillo on accident once and it was the worst thing ever. No, the worst thing ever is hitting a disgusting. The worst thing ever is hitting a deer that's been dead on the road for two days, and you didn't when you when you don't see it, you run it over and it gets hung oh. up. Under, oh. It's hung up underneath your vehicle. Imagine yeah, the but... smedge. <laughs> oh. That's exactly what we called it. <laughs> the smedge. <laughs> that's the word. Oh my god. Uh. Uh-uh. That is exactly it's the word. Slime Jeff. at that point. It's, dude. It was so bad. My buddy took it was it was my buddy's truck and he took it to a Jiffy Lube that a friend of his was like the manager of. He's like, dude, I'll give you a hundred bucks if you clean the underside of my truck. Let me just let me just get it over the thing. He's like, I'll clean it. Just let me use the let me just use the bay <laughs> so he can get underneath it. <laughs> Put up there, grab some pliers and pressure washers. Oh, dude, it was so bad. It was so terrible. It, it had been dead and sitting in the sun for like two days. It was terrible. Oh, actually, that happened. Hoof, that happened yesterday. Hoof rat smedge summer. That does not sound fun. <laughs> no, that is that does not sound like any kind of band at all. Dogbot. That sounds like somebody's album name. Actually, hoof rat smedge like summer. Sounds like Never Die album. Hoof rat smedge summer. Hoof rat summer Ugh. smedge. Gross. So if twenty twenty was white or. This was white boy summer, so hoof rat summer's coming. Yeah. Yesterday there was one all over the eighty one. That's a lot of that's like a lot of animal. Over one so we're we just gonna trade roadkill stories. Yeah, let's just trade roadkill stories. It's, it's I've October. been seeing nothing but raccoons and foxes, which is uh, it, it, it upsets me greatly. Yeah. Well, Jack, we 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 know who you are in real life. So speaking of foxes. Speaking of foxes, there's a fox in my backyard that came within like 12 feet of the house trying to get one of my chickens. I'm planning on shooting it this weekend. 
capture it and send it to me. No, I can't. I actually have to get a license to trap it. But if I shoot it, I don't. That's so. She's a Colt 1911 and just disintegrate it. No, I can't. I don't want to take out, dude. I'll take out the entire mountain. Yeah, it'll take out the entire fucking county. Yeah, we can't do that. It's a very poor county, so. Yeah, not much will be missed. It might blow up a few meth labs nearby. Uh, Wow, wow! Way to ruin my business. How 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 very uh, stereotyping juggalos like that? Yeah, I can't believe yeah. it. there's no juggalos down here. There are no juggalos where I live. Right, don't they don't all do meth. Johnny's no, this isn't Michigan. I'm down there and I'm doing meth. This isn't Michigan. This isn't Massachusetts. Okay, this isn't this isn't Connecticut. I don't this know. If, uh, Fentress County is only a couple a few hours away, and that's that used to be the meth capital of the country. So this isn't upstate New York, where the rest of the juggalos are from. Okay, no, this is no people don't like. Dude, I don't even think anybody where I am even know who ICP what, is. When I when I stayed in Missouri, there was one little town in between uh, St. Louis and another place, and it was called Deer Run, and that was considered the meth capital of the state, and it was a very spooky place to drive through. I can imagine Escondido, yeah. California used to be used to call it Meth Condido. I remember I remember driving past this one trailer along the side of the road and they had about four cars up on cinder blocks in the front yard and there was a guy missing a leg that was uh rocking back and forth on the rocking chair and I swear to god he was rolling a bowl. <laughs> the life. Yeah. I mean you'll have that, you know. Like uh Meth Candido at any given time, dude, it smelled like meth was cooking uh, all over all over the city. It was bad. You just sound like Mike Tyson when you say that. <laughs> meth candido, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was there Spanish. was a weird there was a weird effect on the horizon. Uh, yeah, and this was in the, this was in the middle of February, so it <laughs> it wasn't your it wasn't like a mirage you'd see on uh, on a road in the summer. <laughs> no, it's an odd like it's an odd off gassing of the entire town. Yeah. Like, huh, yeah, those aren't chemtrails or paper mills. No, that's P2P. Like, what the fuck? Don't let a match. Did, <laughs> yeah. did, we, did we prep for content this week? Nope. Nope. We're just going to oh, okay. shitpost this week. Right. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean. Let's talk about roadkill and meth. All right. We already have. We've shitposted the entire hour away, guys. I mean, it's fitting because Alec Baldwin supposedly murdered people in New Mexico, which is where Breaking Bad took place. Which is, which is all where about meth. they made meth. Right. Which is where it's they made the blue meth. Together. Which is and where that's they made... where Jack's doppelganger, Jesse, was from. Right. Which brings it back to the paranormies. See? I thought his doppelganger on there was Skinny Pete. No. Uh... No, he's definitely Jesse. Yeah. So instead of Jazz and Jesse, it's Jack and Jesse. Except it's the same guy. Always has been. Exactly. So dissociative identity disorder, which connects to content. Yeah, yes. Paranormies. I thought you said bussy for a second there. Yeah, no. There was nobody said nobody, that. Nobody, nobody said that. N- nobody said that. Nobody nobody ever says that on the show. Ever. I don't believe everybody's ever even other than you has ever said that, Dogbot. <laughs> so the upcoming break song is from the rap album uh, Wash Your Bussy. Why? Well, no, it's not. No, it's not. Actually, the upcoming break song is actually pretty badass. 
And it is. Hold on a second. Lair of the Minotaur. Yes. Lair of the Minotaur. Behead the Gorgon. This is badass. And I can't believe this is their YouTube. There's like no subscriber. I don't think it's their like official YouTube. Oh, okay. Okay. No. No. Their official YouTube would be Southern Lord. You know, the the record label they're on. Okay. That makes sense. That would, yeah, it would be, yeah, they'd be on the, well, would they be on the labels or would they be on their own YouTube? I'm not sure, but anybody that doesn't appreciate records that come out on Southern Lord, uh, are questionable people, in my opinion. Yeah, their sexuality your, your is extremely music, questionable. Your music taste comes under suspicion to me if you don't appreciate that label, Southern Lord, so. I don't think, I don't think you have to beat around the bush. You can just call them faggots. Well, all right. That's what's if you don't like if you don't like music from Southern Lord, you're basically a faggot. That's what Dogbot's saying. Um, but this is Behead the Gorgon, and we'll be back.
All right, everybody, we're back. This is still the Paranormies. I'm still Johnny Monoxide with Dogbot, Reinhardt, and Jack. We uh, we have content, I swear to God. Uh, we shit posted our way through the first hour. I didn't mean to, but things came up. Uh-huh. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. It happens. It happens. It happens. But, um, yeah, Reinhardt, we got some content. Let's, uh... Yeah. Yes, let's start An off. An actual, like, like spooky content. Yes, and it's October. October is a month for ghosts and goblins and spooks and witches. Ooh, witches. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Very subtle there. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. And we're not talking about, you know, fat chicks waving sage and hexing <laughs> Donald Trump on Twitter. No. No, we are talking about actual satanic covens and uh, groups of people that spread all the way across the country and the world that are following a very, very ancient tradition of religion. And they are doing some absolutely horrible things, both to adults and children. Right. Now, where do we want to start? Where do we want to start with this? I, I would like to make a disclaimer. Okay. Uh, during the oh, preparation yeah. for during the preparation for this episode, there were a lot of interviews with particular people involved in this sort of stuff, and they went into deeply dark, graphic child abuse. And we are not going to be talking about any of that stuff. If you want to find some of these people's interviews and stuff and get deeper into this topic, I'm just gonna warn everybody ahead of time that some of these people that have experienced some of these things firsthand have been through some very, very graphic stuff as children. And it is, uh, I had to, I personally, I had to turn two interviews off entirely because of the content and nature of the content. It gets really bad. I I didn't think they were going to get as graphic as they did, but you know, they're telling their story. They they told it all. Yeah. 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 I mean, we're we're not going to discuss that detail here, uh, but it is very important that, you know, they do get out the details of these things because these people are doing absolutely horrific things. Like I said, not just to, to kids, but adults as well. Um and it's the adults who, you know, stay in all of that and aren't able to escape that end up uh, doing some very dangerous committing some very dangerous crimes as we'll see later. So Uh, how far back does this go? And like, where are the beginnings? Like, where do we want to begin? Um, well, if we go back to the beginning, uh, really all of this is true Satanism. It's not Jewish Anton LaVey kind of stuff. It's far older. Um, we're talking, when we're talking about Satanism, we're talking about Kabbalah, about Babylonian mysticism, uh, very ancient religions that spread back and have followed through specific bloodlines that are the most powerful uh, practitioners of of this religion. Uh, do you want to start with some of the bloodlines, or? Um. Yeah. No, let's do that. Now, okay. when you say the bloodlines, um, I automatically think Fritz Springmeier's Bloodlines of the Illuminati. Yeah, that is a fantastic record. Um, 
he goes through 13 bloodlines. Do you want me to read them off or just a couple that are poignant well, or prevalent? I mean, I recognize... 13 is an interesting number. Right. I mean, yes. well, there's a lot of names that are not on here, though. Well, even names that aren't on this specific list, they are connected uh, to these names, but they are just kind of underneath. These, these names are the ones who you could consider at the very top. And everything else kind of trickles down from them. Really? Yes, you will find names that are connected to the Rothschilds. They all it's funny, they all each mimic uh tribes almost. Funny mm-hmm. that there are twelve here with a thirteenth um that consider themselves the head of everything, almost like the there's the missing thirteenth tribe of Israel, mm-hmm. the tribe of Dan. That's an interesting inversion there. Um but yeah, you'll find uh, Morgans and uh, royalty, you know, that are connected with, say, the Dupont family, uh, who actually have connections with Meghan Markle. There's the Kennedy bloodline, and yes, that is the Kennedys and JFK. Right. Um, you've got the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, of course, uh, the Astors and the Bundys, which Ted Bundy connected um, very distantly. Uh, he's or quite removed cousin uh, but you also have the merovingian bloodline uh, who are considered by all of these other bloodlines who they don't get along but they usually pay homage to the merovingians um, they consider themselves to be the protectors of the quote holy grail uh, the bloodline of christ really it's the antichrist right um and these are the ones that that are supposedly um Christ didn't ascend. He actually went up and went up into what became France, and his his kids became the Merovingian kings. Right, that's the story. Right, yeah, yeah. He had two sons, and one of them went with Mary Magdalene. One went with um, uh, Joseph of Arimathea, and moved up into England and France. Of course, the place in France where they moved ended up being the largest Jewish and. Uh, occult center in France, medieval France. Mm. They came Switzerland? <laughs> a little a little west of there. Okay. I get it all confused. Luxembourg? Like Europe stuff. Yeah. Or no, I guess it'd be east from Switzerland, wouldn't it? East? What what country is that? Oh. I don't know. I forget where where Switzerland is along France's like southern border. Oh. Now, east for East from Switzerland sounds like the name of a prog rock album, for sure. Mm. Eh. Sure. Um, Map Central Europe. Okay, no, no, no. So um, where they ended up with southern France, a region called the Languedoc region, um, right. which is along the Mediterranean Sea. Switzerland's a little northeast of that, but not far. Um, anyways, yeah. So these bloodlines came through the ancient world. Uh, many of them trace their lineage straight back to the days of Persia, Babylon, Egypt, um, obviously Rome and Greece. And throughout the medieval era is when they kind of solidified into households and public families and monastic orders, knightly orders, uh, of course, connected with the Catholic Church. Because, of course... Right. Now, you're talking about all these bloodlines or just the Merovingians? Uh, the Merovingians, the most prominent there, um, but many of these 
again, were underneath, so they were part of knightly orders. They were noble houses. Uh, the Medicis are connected with a couple of these families. Um, of course, Medicis being one of the most powerful families of Renaissance Italy. Right. I was going to say, so, I don't see, like, I don't see, the, I don't see, yeah, I don't see Medici. I don't see Paisor. You know, I wouldn't think, like, Rockefeller to me seems like kind of low level, really. I mean, he's the one you're, the ones you're allowed to hate. Like, he's almost George Soros tier. Or is he? Right. They do have public faces on mm. some of these bloodlines. Some, there's a hierarchy among these, these bloodlines. And like I said earlier, they, they don't get along. They're mm-hmm. all vying for each other's power, and even mm-hmm. within each other, even within the same families. Um, one of the interviews that we listened to, uh, Jay Parker on the Higher Side Chats, he was talking about his family's connection with the Duponts, and how his mother was embroiled in this inter-family assassination attempt, oh, right. or at least yeah. character assassination attempt, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in order to take you know take the money from the heir. Yeah, there's all kinds of backstabbing and espionage and stuff going on between these families. Right. But they are united in their beliefs. You know, they they all serve uh, this one purpose of the enemy, of of demons, dark power, um, whether you believe it's, you know, just Satan at the top or, you know, many beings, whatever. They all serve this dark agenda that includes transhumanism, the trans agenda, um, everything, <laughs> literally everything is, it comes from these people and their beliefs. All right. Well, that's a start. Now the DuPont bloodline, is that the Vanderbilts? No, where's the, who the Vanderbilts come from? The Vanderbilts. Off the top of my head, shoot. Because I know we want to talk about that because I know you brought up Neon's Vanderbilt article. Yeah. Um, let me find it real quick. I had it actually pulled up in the PDF. Hmm. So let me search for it. Vanderbilt. I- mm-hmm. Vanderbilt, as in um, Anderson Cooper's mom. And, or, and Kathy Griffin's mom wait what yes kathy griffin is the dead the dead child transverted refers to uh refers to anderson cooper's mom as mom uh on a on a couple of occasions that makes sense oh my god how have i not thought of this also uh Anderson Cooper's mom said she wants to be the surrogate for Anderson Cooper's gay baby. Right. Yes, which That's I'm sure has weird. probably already happened. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, but anyways, so the bloodline that the Vanderbilts come from, I believe, is either the Collins. Bella is going to kill me if I get this wrong. I, I think it's the Collins bloodline. <laughs> That they come from. She's going to listen and she's, she's going to kill me. Um, but yeah, the Disney family, uh, the, well, whoever the McDonald's are, um, they Croc. come from them. Croc. Um, yeah, 
croc is probably connected in there. So, like I said, they're all, they all kind of act like tribes. They have their one major bloodline that they kind of pay homage to and intermarry with others. But they have their low levels, the people that you see at the forefront. Um, even the people that carry names like Bundy or DuPont or Kennedy. Um, the ones that you don't see in the spotlight typically are some of the more powerful. And Gloria Vanderbilt, I know she was in the spotlight back in what, the 80s? 80s or 90s? Uh, yeah, both actually, yeah. Yeah. Um, not just for her second son's suicide no, fashion at industry. one point. Yeah. Um, Gloria Vanderbilt jeans. Hmm. Jeans. She she made it's like women's fashion. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she was in women's fashion, and I guess she had some issue with like her inheritance or something too. That was like a big deal. Oh, the Vanderbilt fortune. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we'll post a picture of this. Uh, I should have put these in Skype. Let's see. Which, yeah, I did. Put one in Skype. Oh, yeah. the pictures of of the um, the picture of her and the two kids in the bed with the uh, the diorama. Yes, with the inverted. So what that is, uh, if you look above the bed, it's an inversion of this Catholic image. Actually, I don't know if I call it an inversion. Honestly, now that we know what Catholicism really is, <laughs> um, Our Lady of Solitude. But you look at the differences in between. This one looks pretty crude, and honestly, looks way more sinister. Right, you see the uh, the goddess imagery there. Uh, mm-hmm. Phoenician imagery actually is what that is. Right. It's um, hmm. the basic shape is the symbol of the Phoenician goddess Tanit or Tanit, um, same as Isis or Ishtar. Hmm. Yeah, child sacrifice was also uh, one form of worship for this god. Hmm. Interesting. So I believe that the son did die. Hmm. I don't know that it's Kathy Griffin. I I think the son did die. Just hmm. throwing out throwing out stuff I heard and read. Where did you heard about that? these people? Where did you heard? Uh, source. source. Trust me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> no, source. Well, just trust me. <laughs> no, no, no. Post. I want to see. I don't have it. I don't have it handy. <laughs> Go search for it. Just do keywords. Was it on Telegram? Yeah, Telegram. I think it was on either Occult Symbolism or Conspiracy Hole. Mm. Yeah, just go search the two names. Oh, I found it right here. Carter Vanderbilt. You can go do that. You also have your own time that you can do that. Oh, look, I found it. (laughs) There you go. 30 seconds. Tell me to do it, but you already found it. Luddite. Anyways. Make me suck up shit while we're recording. Oh my god. (laughs) It happens sometimes. Sometimes you have to look things up. uh, I'm always looking stuff up. Not even trying to take Jack's job. (laughs) I just look things up. Alright, so what did you find? Why aren't you special? Where is it? I just posted it in Skype. He just posted it. He looked it up. Vanderbilt Cooper's Kathy. He posted it. It's oh, that's long. Stomatologic. Oh my god. 
It's like an article. Yeah, this is a lot of words. A lot of names. A lot of stuff going on there. Hey, man, you're the one who brought up this whole thing. I didn't bring up the Vanderbilts. Well, Kathy, brought up Kathy Griffin, Griffin is Carter Vanderbilt. Cooper. Huh. I don't know. I have to go oh, through this. And look, there's very, even a Reddit post. <laughs> there's a Reddit post? Oh, boy. Yeah, but it's from Our Conspiracy, which is basically TDS on Reddit. Mm. Gloria Vanderbilt apparently did call Kathy Griffin her daughter. Mm. 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 I don't know. Who knows? Anyway, so the Vanderbilts are part of these Illuminati bloodline families. Yeah, and the Biltmore itself won't go into super detail, but that is a house of horrors, basically. Yeah, the Biltmore's got that room with the pool with the like the handcuff things. Yeah, handcuffs, ropes, and red shoes. I'm not mm-hmm. going to say much more. Yeah, that whole place is really, really creepy pedo vibe. And every school in the South, in the Southeast, makes a field trip there. At some point in like 5th, 6th, 6th, 7th, or 8th grade, they take a trip to the Biltmore State. Yep. Yep. It's but like I an, wouldn't worry about it. It's like an overnight. It's like an overnight trip. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about it. Just take your kids to the child sacrifice hotel. Big inherited Tartarian building with big, huge. The fireplaces are ginormous. They're huge. Yeah, it makes sense. They'd be committing rituals in this uh, trauma-based MK Ultra rituals in this place. Yeah. Speaking of which, so okay, uh, we good on bloodlines for now. We can we yeah. can do a deep dive bloodline episode. I'm sure Bella would love to come on and and do some of that with us. Okay, um, cool. Yeah, we'll do that. But yeah, just giving us a little base here. Um, so what do they do now? Right? What are their methods now? Well, they they bring up kids in their system. Right? The the parents are are involved in this stuff. The parents are like third or fourth generation deep into this too now too. Right. Yeah. Not all of them are born into one of the ancient bloodlines. Many have been brought in over the years. Um, but yeah, several of them are you know third, fourth, fifth generation. Um, and what they do today, it actually connects with MK Ultra. Melds what we see as trauma-based programming with magic occult ritual. Hmm. Um, trying to dance around some of the more disgusting stuff, but basically, uh, whether you're an adult or a child, um, you are systematically tortured. Your mind is broken through this trauma, and there are prayers said, incantations, sacrifices made um, in the name of these dark powers that then re- your mind is basically rebuilt with multiple personalities, or I guess now they call it dissociative identity disorder. And right. these personalities, in many cases, are demonic spirits that are inhabiting your body that you may not even know are there. Mm-hmm. Until, you know, until they decide to wake up and do what it is that they do. Right. There are many ways uh, that the personalities can manifest uh some people they they never do until an appointed moment when they just snap and they murder 20 people Mm -hmm. um others 
others hear voices all the time. Uh, others, you know, hear hear voices occasionally. Sometimes people have um, episodes that are like undiagnosable by psychiatrists. You know, yeah, they appear completely healthy, but mm-hmm. they have these visions and episodes that you know can't be explained. Um, many times, uh, Restezdar has mentioned, you know, just simply talking to somebody and you start praying or start talking about, um, you know, something spiritual and these personalities start manifesting out of the blue. Right. Um, well, that's why, you know, that's why, um, they always bring the priest, right? Anytime there's any sort of, any, any sort of religious, anything brought up around these sort of manifestations, they get angry. Yeah, and that's the thing, is it doesn't require, you know, ritual to bring things out. It doesn't require, um, a lot of times it does not require, you know, a code word or an activation code or something. These things that are put inside of these people, whether they're, you know, a child or an adult, they're very intelligent. They're demons. They're very old, very intelligent, very maniacal, Mm. um, diabolical spirits that will manifest when they see fit and when they have them, when they see the moment, but they can be brought out, um, involuntarily. They can be forced to show themselves. And I know we're not the God cast and I'm not going to make it, you know, make a sermon here or anything, but a lot of this information just comes from people who do spiritual work as Christians against this stuff. Right. And it seems that, they're like the only um, group of people that are doing any sort of research into this at all. Really, there's not yeah, and there's, there's not a large corner of the truth movement that's go- getting into this alleged thing. Well, most people most people laugh it off as uh, just just you know stupid, crazy '90s conspiracy theories, satanic ritual abuse. That's yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right. These metal bands and there's satanic Satanism and stuff, right? Well, the the Pastor Russ interviews and discussions that he has are, are pretty are pretty telling. He sounds incredibly sincere when he speaks of the, uh, I guess, what would technically be anecdotal evidence that he has that different churches are being infiltrated by people that seem to come in right off the street and they they're they're looking for. You know, they're looking for people to help and whatnot, and they're always in a really bad way. And before you know it, they're right in the center of every activity that's involved with the church. And simultaneously, things that are going on inside the church and the congregation are starting to go awry. People are fighting with each other. There's uh, there's this constant sense of dread. And you mm-hmm. find out, and he, he goes on to say, in, in many of these cases— these people gain the confidence of the congregations involved and then they have access to the keys and whatnot. And so when everybody's gone and everybody thinks the church is all closed up, they, they bring their satanic group in and perform ceremonies and place items in places. And, uh, they go to people's homes and get things like hair and personal items, photographs, and, uh, they're, they're performing dark magic in many situations that end up, messing with these people's lives and poisoning the congregations from within. Mm-hmm. And again, whether or not you believe in this stuff, they do. 
They do. Yeah, and they act on it. Yep. They it's, absolutely do. It's incredible when you listen to Russ, like you bringing up Dogbot, um, how extensive these situations are. We're talking thousands upon thousands of these cases mm-hmm. um, that they that his you know people have dealt with. He's got a group at a website, um, Shout of the Darkness, and they've been doing this for decades. Hundreds of thousands of people that they've rescued, and millions of these people that still haven't been found, and these these covens, these cults, uh, many have been exposed, but a lot of them still fly under the radar. I'd probably say most. Yeah, I don't you, like I said, you don't hear about this stuff ever. Number one, you know, you're not going to because a lot of the people involved in this are people are in law enforcement and in government and you know, other authority figures. Yeah, and that's not an accident. They place these people uh with a purpose every time whether it's in a church, it's in like a local government position as a senator, mm-hmm. um Law enforcement, yeah, federal agencies. Federal agencies are rife with them in the military. I don't know if you guys listened at all to when Russ was talking about the military, um, but there are thousands of people that are either oppressed or directly possessed, um, and they don't even know it. Hmm. And and many who do, who well, do know it, they yeah. just hide it. Right, right. You could make the case that every badge for law enforcement in the United States has some kind of, if not explicit, then somewhat occult symbolism. Yeah, uh, yeah, occult symbolism going on on the badge itself. Sometimes it's explicitly Freemasonic. You could say in many cases either one is a pentagram or the other one is the six-pointed star. But uh, even beyond that, many of the badges also have other forms of symbolism on there that lead directly back back to occult practices. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. A lot of law enforcement stuff is got. They even have like pedo symbols on some of their. <laughs> that one little yeah. little triangular swirly thing on some sheriff's department badges is there. So one one item as far as symbols are concerned that. I was a little bit, uh, I was a little bit taken aback by, but I didn't. It didn't. It didn't ever dawn on me before. But it makes total sense. Was uh, the trapezoid itself is considered a prime satanic symbol because it's a perversion of God's perfection of the circle. Uh, it it reaches three hundred and sixty degrees, but the angles are broken up. And uh, the trapezoid is also the pyramid without the capstone. Right. Or so the, the pentagon without the capstone. So, yeah. So the, sa- so the satanic symbol on the back of the dollar bill is not necessarily the, the eye in the capstone itself. It's more the, the pyramid that makes the trapezoid. Yeah, you're right. And that image is actually prevalent in a lot of uh, satanic writings, even from people like LaVey and mainly P. Hall. The trapezoid? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it's, I've actually, I just found this here. I came across it earlier today, and I totally didn't think to post it because I didn't know you'd be mentioning that, Dogbot. Take a look in the chat. By the way, that Kathy Griffin Carter Vanderbilt thing is 
retarded. I don't know, man. No, that article is retarded. The article, maybe that—that's not. Yeah, that's not what I read. That article, but well, what did you read? You know, what did you read? It was something else. That's what I want to know. I want to know what you read. Well, I want to look at the. I want to look at the thing. Well, find it. You gotta find it. You gotta. Find I, I don't. It. <laughs> the likelihood of me finding it this evening is. Well, it doesn't right have to be this. E- it doesn't have to be this <laughs> evening, but like. Uh, you can't. Oh, never mind. I don't understand how you you don't know how to look something up while you're doing something else. I don't know. But, yeah. Old people. I'm an old people. Yeah, but you, you you don't act like it. I don't act like it either. No, you literally just did. Yeah, <laughs> that's literally old people's. I'll look it up in the morning. I don't even know. I don't remember where I saw it. Anyway, the order of anyway, the, the, thing the, the order of the yeah the trapezoid. The order of the trapezoid. I've never seen this before. Yeah, the whole trapezoid satanic aspect of it is completely new to me, man. I'm like, is there is there a shape that's not satanic? Right, but this is the circle. The circle. Yeah. The circle. Shape of the realm. That's well, it's the called thing, the perfect the is, circle. The thing is, many of these oh, don't even. What? Are you doing never you know what? Never mind. I'm not even gonna lead in into that bit. Um, what? what bit? <laughs> no, not doing it. I, I can't even start it. Oh, shit. Um I don't don't do I wasn't even doing that. It's literally called the perfect <laughs> circle. Like and I'm not doing a thing about the band, you weirdo. I'm just saying. Are you saying the Fibonacci sequence is also satanic? <laughs> well, probably because they, you know. Well, here's the thing. The most, tool, yeah. the most <laughs> primal basics of geometry, mathematics, are the building blocks of creation, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking about vibration, music, um, geometry. These are aspects of creation that are there, yes. The principles of this realm all rest on these pillars, but these people take them and invert them and and use them to harness power that doesn't belong to them. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. And that's the importance of these symbols, uh, like the trapezoid, and, and they do take the circle. It's obviously the, the uh, pentagram in a, either one or two concentric circles, um, symbolizing wholeness or, or unity, perfection, apart from God. Um, yeah, it's to go down the sacred geometry rabbit hole that takes a long time but it's there and of course it all connects with kabbalah because kabbalah is all built on that always everything's always. built off the kabbalah mm-hmm. did you oh if you look at the picture you, i just posted brings up a specific kabbalah stuff sorry go on talk about did you guys listen to the old 1988 interview with the guy from Radio Werewolf um, that was in the Mark Passio presentation that I posted in the prep chat today? I listened to about 15 minutes of it. I'd, I'd started at the earlier part with Mark Passio's thing. and uh, he, broke, he broke into an interview from 1988 right. with Brad Metzger right. and uh, the right. guy from Radio Werewolf. Right, and the guy from Radio Werewolf is talking about how they're infiltrating the music industry. Yeah, and and 
he made it seem like a like a Nazi thing. But he did because he mentioned Hitler same, like three times. Yeah, yeah, but subtly it was a it was his it, it was him pushing Satanism because right. he was part of the Church of Satan. Right. They just always like to mention Hitler because they like to, they they bring Hitler into that, even though Hitler had nothing to do with it. Um, they do like the aesthetic. They like the Nazi aesthetic. You know, and I understand it's 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 a great aesthetic. You know. Well, and it can't be denied the occult practices of the Thule Society, the Vril sure. Society. Um, you know, I think personally Hitler made a deal with the devil. If he was genuine and a sincere like person and he wasn't born into all of this, um, I just think he yeah, he made the wrong deals and ultimately paid the price. There, Johnny, uh, it's right in into the- their hand. It's in the prep chat, Johnny. Okay, cool. Look at you. Glow, Vandy. Oh, Lord. Go, Vandy. <laughs> That's... Their bottom yeah. half of their face is the same. Yeah. Before, you know, before... Uh, that creature had a whole lot more work done. I mean, she, she or it, whatever it could be, another child. They could Maybe be inverted. They could be inverted siblings. Yeah. Now look at the picture. Look at the picture of the two of them on the bed. Where's the picture of the two of them on the bed? That's in the Skype. It's on the Skype. Mm-hmm. Where is it? You don't really get a good view of both of their chins. Like, you don't get a good front view. Right. Also, in that picture, she just looks like she'd be a satanic mistress, honestly. Gloria. Ugh. That mouth. Yeah. That gaping maw. (laughs) They're side by side with the uh, brother and Kathy's face. Last thing I just dropped in the prep chat. Maybe. Plausible. The eyes? With some surgery? Plus, yeah, I mean, I mean, we just know. Just a little bit of surgery. It's not a far jump. We it's, know that Kathy has had a lot of surgery. Right, right. That is not a long. That is not a long jump. And that is a long neck on Kathy Griffin. <laughs> But but uh, side by side with Anderson, there are a lot of familial yes. facial features going on there. That I mean, that's a very distinct nose and uh, chin, and, and where the eyes are set mm-hmm. and where the cheeks are set. That that's some pretty distinct stuff. So even with the even with the plastic surgery, it doesn't hide certain uh, uh, familial similarities. Damn, she like the okay. So the the picture of the two of them, where she's in the white dress and they're standing next to each other, and then the one, her yeah. face doesn't even look like the same person. Right. Like these don't these don't look like the same people. It's weird. Well, there's a lot of weird, a lot of weird shit going on with these satanic families, oh, right, Reinhardt? Yeah. Oh, a lot of weird uh, stuff yes. going on. And the amount of abuse people, I mean, we, 
we can recommend some links, you know, uh, some stuff to look at, you know, when we're done, when you're done listening to this, but we're not going to talk about it, but the stuff that they did to those, those kids. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, some of the things that they would do, and this is when they're a little bit older too. Um, there were even rituals of like, like getting an animal carcass and sealing somebody up inside of it, uh, while they were giving birth and like birthing darkness or birthing into evil, all this kind of stuff. They, they take this from, you know, the moment they're born into these families, they take it all the way up to, to their adult lives and they just continue the cycle. Um, and it's all, like I said, it's all breaking down people with just the worst kind of trauma that you can imagine. It's ripping them apart and then stitching them back together like this Frankenstein mm-hmm. with bodies inside. <laughs> so it's, have- well do- it's well documented that with, with cult programming that you break down the individual to their basis nature and then you build them back up again. But the way that these people... Uh, so the way that some cults do it, it's it's traumatic, but it's subtle, right? But right. with the stuff that has been described in these uh, interviews and depictions, it's just it traumatic. Is like the harshest, most traumatic way to break somebody down. Yeah, be- because you're you're not just building, you're not just building back a single personality again. You're creating an opportunity. To uh, for for these group of groups of people are letting in other entities into people's bodies that can be triggered at different points for different purposes. And if you remember, a long time ago, we talked about Aleister Crowley, and Aleister Crowley talked about the easiest way for someone to be possessed. Does anybody remember that? I don't know if we want to go over that again. It's been a long time since I've heard the quote. Do you rem- do you remember really the rest of it? Qu- it's not, well, it's not really a quote, but I mean, I don't, I don't remember. I'll I'll be paraphrasing quite a bit. But it um to have your golden arches violated, right? Right. Ah, yes, yes. And if you remember the uh, the I don't know if it was a Netflix or HBO, but it was a movie about the founding of McDonald's. And there's the yeah qu- the founder the found it's called the founder right yeah and there's the quote. Yeah. Where they're, they're they pan back and there's the the original one was it in Arizona I believe, and it's the golden, Southern California Southern California and you see the golden arch, and then the guy's like yeah that's right big dick energy, <laughs> like like the timing and the no like they know they know what they're doing they know what that's all about but anyways yeah that's how you get possessed and Aleister Crowley talked about this hundred and some odd years ago. And right. that's how this works. And this is why doesn't matter male or female, you can easily be possessed. Yeah, and, and, and that's why like well, you that's, said, they're they're put in these positions they're put in specific positions and they have specific jobs. So mm-hmm. one may be infiltrating a church, another may be um uh maybe a serial killer, honestly, Some, another right. may be in law enforcement, a first responder. That is meant to sow discord, that is meant to sow chaos. Um, a school yeah, they, teacher they, or, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it school says, teacher. Yeah. So many of these, especially literal sleeper families. cells, literal sleeper yeah. cells, especially in these families, mm-hmm. even if they aren't, you know, at the very top, if they're just kind of at the bottom rung 
uh, they're doing things in their local community, uh, school teachers, babysitters, uh, daycare teachers or daycare workers, I guess. Um, anybody who has access to kids or families, um, they, they earn the trust and they start sowing their dark magic. Mm-hmm. It could be sexual too. You know, strippers, pornographers, you know, pornography is a huge method of, of uh, inducing trauma into people's lives. Absolutely. Everything about modern pornography is trauma. Like, uh, I saw yesterday there was a uh, some 19-year-old porn star. She went by like Aubrey Gold. She was just convicted in a uh, a murder. There was some shallow grave of a guy that was just found and she was connected to it. There you go. And she was arrested. There you go. Um So and that's and that kind of connects with uh, different demonic spirits throughout, you know, mythology and lore like incubi or succubi. Mhm. Yes. The succubi, they come to you in the middle of the night and they're, you know, sexual demons that make you do stuff. Yeah, except this time you can go and Google your favorite succubus. Right. So disgusting. And I remember, not getting too much into it, I think the I think the average age at one point for first exposure to something like pornography was almost like seven years old. It is. It's, this is maybe it's, 10 years ago. Yeah, it's ridiculously low. It's a, It's an age that like they shouldn't know that it even exists, let alone you know. I mean, like to have it anywhere near them, you know. Right. Well, and the reason they go for for children, of course, there's the adrenochrome aspect. Children are more susceptible to the spiritual side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, children's experiences, my experience as a kid, uh, experiencing. Wow, how many times am I going to say that word? Well, um, viewing what I viewed. Uh, kids are easily molded. Their minds, their personalities mm-hmm. are not as strong. They're not as strong-willed as adults. Um, so they're much easier to mold and break down what little is already there. Well, well, one of the interviewees who escaped one of these families uh, said was that they want to catch people when they only have the second brain pattern development. Uh, after they reach puberty... Uh, a little or a little bit after eight or nine years old, they start to reach that third brain pattern development mm-hmm. where they can start to dis- discern stuff. And they consider the second, uh, the second level of brain pattern development to be the programmable part of your life. And that's when they hit you the hardest and get you the most. And that what age is the second development? Uh, between six and nine. There you go. Which, when you look at kidnappings and and pedophile crimes, uh, yep, that's your six that's and your, nine, I believe, prime, is the most age. prevalent age group. Yep, that's your prime interest right there. I mean, it's not like they'll, you know, they're they're not going to settle for younger or older, but that's prime. Yeah, even adults uh, who aren't brought mm-hmm. in into all this stuff as a child, uh, it's more brute forced into them. I mean, as yeah, like the Nexium type stuff where they're branded into it and like, right. Punished. They're branded into it. It puts a lot more strain and stress on both their bodies and their mind mm-hmm. uh, because those, you know, brain patterns, their personalities, everything has spent years uh, building up and they've, you know, they've built a will, basically a will mm-hmm. of self right. that has to be broken. And that right. can really just be broken by taking a hammer instead of a, a little chisel. 
Right. And with the kids, I mean, um, they start before they're born with the torture. Yeah, they start with the mothers. They start in vitro. Yeah, they torture the mothers. They do in vitro torture with the babies. Yeah, and many times, especially if they are born into a coven and they live in that environment 24-7, uh, the entire pregnancy and and the birth uh, is full of ritual. Disgusting stuff. Um, and they have like the inversion of, of course, baptism, baptizing in blood. Right. This whole thing is, is just really... <sighs> Reminds me of the episode we did when we first did the uh, pedo tube. Just every every time we talk about something, it's like this like long pause where everybody was just mad. I know you just kind of have to collect yourself and not not fed post too much. Mm. So, according to anybody that's not some sort of a Christian weirdo, satanic ritual abuse doesn't happen. What do you make of that? I haven't been there to personally witness any of it myself, but with everything, with all of my suspicions and hunches about these people, I would say that they are incorrect. Especially after what we've learned recently with stuff like the finders. Right. And did you watch yeah. the, did you watch that finders documentary that goes through the, uh, all the different bullet points. Uh, I think it's about an hour and 15 minute long documentary. Probably. I think I saw all the finder stuff. You know, I never really watched Medicare's uh, streams. Yeah. I never watched Medicare stuff on it, but, um, you know, I don't care. Anyways, I have, you know, pretty much. I agree with him on that. That was the one thing he got pretty much 100% correct. I think. I think he was pretty much right all the way across the board on the. Um, on that topic, but then COVID, he really just sucked a big fat dick on that one. <laughs> oh, a lot of people did, but uh, yeah, but Jim to- seemed to have done it like on purpose. Like he was like selling COVID tickets, you know? Yeah, but the finder stuff was incredibly strange because mm-hmm. that was, isn't that one of the closest instances of what? is a regular practice amongst these people being brought to the public consciousness. Yes, definitely. And it would be a, what would be considered a regular practice of satanic ritual abuse to the public. You know, it is actual proof of SRA. Yeah. Even in, even in the nineties. So there's even a, um, on a website called cult watch, there is a, uh, FBI report from 1992 uh, talking about this specific issue, satanic ritual abuse and and the the doubt or skepticism surrounding it. Just the sheer amount of cases, if we're if we're solely going off of connections, similarities in you know murders, in abuse, mo of uh, perpetrators, there is at least something there. I don't see how you could ever just deny that this happens. Well, I mean, it totally doesn't. So, no, I don't. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what those people. I don't know how those people don't. How they can still deny it at this point. But 
It's in my Jews opinion, it's undeniable. God doesn't real, right? What? Well, yeah, those are the yeah, those are the God doesn't real people, I guess. Well, now you mentioned earlier that that like you and I were talking about this long day. Uh, you and I talked about this really early this morning, as a matter of fact, Reinhardt. Um, oh yeah, yeah. It was last night for you. Um, um, how? Oh shit! I forgot what I was gonna say. Now, damn it! I made my for, myself forget what I was gonna say. When I forget where you were going with that. Oh, about how this was real. And uh, the, the 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 level one atheist. Um, damn it! Well, like the atheists don't believe. You know, your 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 average atheist cyclist doesn't believe that this stuff is real, right? Right. Right. Because you know God doesn't real, so therefore this doesn't real either. Okay. Check <laughs> checkmate. Big checkmate. All right. Um. But it totally does. It totally does real. They told. Oh, what I was gonna say is, yeah, uh, we were talking about this this morning at like three o'clock in the morning. How this this whole subject might piss off some of our pagan friends, and not because be quiet, Jack, um, and not just because they're pagan. Why? Right. I don't know why. Why would this would this piss off? That's what I, I forgot to ask you. Why today? Like, well, how would this? Oh. So a lot of this is not. And again, as we're talking about Satanism, we're not talking about the Levian, you know, atheistic, humanistic right. Satanism. We are right. talking about beings actually being uh, that are actually worshipped, right? We're talking about ritual and tradition, shamanistic practices. These things connect with multiple cultures across the world. It's not just voodoo. It's not just Freemasonry. Uh, these things go back to you know African magic and traditional European ritual magic as well. So not trying to piss off our pagan friends here, but unfortunately the beings that the, that the Satanists are abusing kids, kidnapping kids, whatever, everything that they're doing connects with ancient culture and tradition. It's not just cutting somebody's heart out and kicking them down a pyramid before the conquistadors come. <laughs> <laughs> it goes back to ritual traditions. Well, they don't exactly those... the same as what was practiced by, you know, let's say a society in Eastern Europe 2000 years ago. Right. Those, but they do connect. Those people didn't even know what they were, how that pyramid got there. So, right. They, yeah, they were just, you know, they, they may have made the little, uh, the little rack of skulls and everything at the top. Oh, yeah, they, that... they knew how it got there. They tell us in their mythology. But it's just mythology, so it's not real. I don't know if I necessarily agree with you that this isn't related to the LeVay Satanism, Reinhardt. I mean, well, when I listen to Passio talk about this stuff, there is a connection there. It, it, like, it, if anything, there's different tiers, you know. So, like the 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 entry level stuff is your. I'm going to steal the. Uh, I'm going to steal the satanic Bible from a local bookstore and then uh, I'm going to start going to shows and there, there are these people that are into this weird stuff and I'm going to start hanging out with them. And then before you know it, you're getting deep into you're, you're getting deeper into this sort of crap. And you, because you're not part of the bloodlines, you're never going to be you're never going to be part of the like 
big club, but there there is definitely tiers of Satanism. And I agree. I'm I'm not trying to say that's that it's not part of that. I'm just saying for that specific point, that's not what I was getting at. Does that make sense? I'm I I was not talking specifically about that section, which I agree, there are tiers. It's all it's all part of the the plan. Um, just compartmentalized. Well, yeah, it's, it's a you know, there's definitely a push of social Darwinism. Uh, you know, there's there's this uh, this sort of ethic amongst Satanists of the survival of the fittest mm-hmm. sort of and and, and uh, my pl- I, I want my earthly pleasure now. Not wait, not uh, not well, that's wait all, for right, my, and that's my, all Crowley. That's all Crowleyism, and that's all Satanism. That's all Luciferianism. That all goes back to Babylonian Talmudism, which goes back to Kabbalism. It's all back to the Kabbalah. Which all, is all goes about back to worshiping your butthole, fallen gods. Yes, and fallen gods. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Fallen god butthole worship. Mm. Mm. Why would anyone go for that? I don't know. That is definitely, yeah, that is definitely a big part of it. Um, Getting your, getting your heaven here, getting, you know, getting it before you die. Make sure you get it all now. Sounds familiar. Doesn't that sound familiar? Hey, what do you guys, speaking of Jewish Talmudism, um, you ever heard the theory that Judaism is actually younger than Christianity? based on the fact that talking about modern day, like Talmudic Judaism is younger than Juda- than uh, Christianity because it wouldn't even exist if they didn't have anything, you know, if they didn't have Christ to write about. Uh, they continually add to it, don't they? Yeah. Yes. So it's, it's only younger in the sense that uh, only parts of it are younger. Yeah. No, no, I know. But like, anyways, um, well, it wasn't even written down until like 1200 anyways. Well, not in the form of, let's say, Jewish Talmud. Or at As all. As they continually add to it, there no, were or, or at all. I mean, like the oral tradition, like, uh, from my understanding, like, the oral tradition hadn't even, like, started to be written down until, like, 12-something. Right. Well, yeah, they said this. it was the, uh, the oral law that was given to Moses mm-hmm. as opposed to the written law that we know about. Right. The written law is for us. It's for the goyim. Mm. The oral law is for them. Mm. And the oral law, and of course, back, right? All the way back to Moses, but whatever. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, all right. Where were we? Kathy Griffin. No, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, the did we? We're way past the uh, the Talmudic trapezoid. Yeah, we got a. Gotten a little away from sacred geometry there. No, I know, there, but that 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 ties into all this stuff too, because these these there's all these um, symbols and sigils and stuff, all this Satanist stuff. That we, uh, Dogbot, you were talking about that uh, Metzger interview with uh, yeah with um, Radio Werewolf. Uh, yeah, I remember and- vague. I remember vaguely hearing about Radio Werewolf in the '90s. It was mm-hmm. just sort of like edgy goth. Uh, industrial sort of stuff, but I, I never, I never had any tapes or anything. Yeah, I didn't then. either. I didn't either. I had a couple of friends 
who were um, skinhead skaters that were into that. I think uh, Leibach was part of uh, part of some of that too. Leibach was a popular German industrial mm. band. I don't remember. Well, I say popular, but in in in, in circles of goth and industrial in the nineties, Leibach was sort of like the like a European band that people liked. Um, it's funny you bring up Johnny the skinhead, you know, music angle too. Um, Order of Nine Angles. Mm-hmm. And the infiltration of literal fed Satanists into white nationalist communities, not oh, just in America, I'm... you know, in England and Ukraine. Right. Uh, well, there's a, a nine is a sacred number to these people. Uh, yes. There's nine. There's nine principles, and uh, something about basically every number that you add to nine, it always leads back to nine. Like nine is essentially zero. But it's the opposite of zero because zero is is God and nine is not. And nine is also uh, representative of 666. Correct. Hmm. It is an inversion of 666, which is the number of a man. Uh, as people love bringing up in our chat, yes, 666 is carbon. Um Supposedly. And the number on supposedly, the according to the according to the electron microscope, it is yes six six six. According to source, the original CGI machine, the electron microscope, right? I mean, like you can't see electrons. Which is yeah. yeah. If that is truly the case, it's very interesting. But yes, there's not really a way to prove it. So, yes. I love the non-falsifiable facts. Yeah, I just stick with. 666 is the number of a man. It's the number of the beast. Sure. That's <laughs> what scripture sure. tells me. I believe it. I believe sure. it more than the right. atom, uh, right. electrons, neutrons, and protons. The carbon 12 thing. I mean, yeah. while it's a nice, you know, while it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting theory, I don't necessarily buy into it. I, listen, I don't believe every single theory that comes across the desk of the paranormies here, okay, people? Which ones do you not believe? I don't know. Name one. We're not doing that. Which ones I don't believe. If I don't believe it, I've stopped thinking about it. Therefore, it's not at my Dunbar's number anymore. Well, all righty. Yeah, you, you find one. Find one that you think I'd believe, then I'll, well, I mean, ask me. I don't know. You, you come up with something. I have to look it up right now. Like, do I, I don't know. There, you don't, you can't come up. I could word search. You can't but. come up. You can't come up with a, a conspiracy off the top of your head that I might not, that I might or might not believe. Magic brick dwarves. Oh, obviously not. Oh. I mean, but the bricks are there. So I was gonna say blood bricks. So how did they get there? The dwarves. I mean, it, 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 it. You know, I mean, it might not not be dwarves, but it also is probably not dwarves. It's gnomes. See, it's the, see, it's not dwarves though, Jack. Different gnomes and dwarves are two different creatures. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, gnomes, gnomes were actually not, not diminutive in. Uh, many mythologies at right. their base. Gnomes right. were actually more akin to elves. Mm -hmm. So be more oh. giants. Speaking of elves, fool of a spook. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best line ever. 
<laughs> I found my brother had sent me just a, a nice meme dump of Lord of the Rings stuff over the past oh, couple of weeks. Oh, I bet he has. I Damn, nigga, we getting this back in. That's right. We getting this. <laughs> <laughs> I still love the tweet where it's like, I'm disowning my dad. And he looks over and at the uh, the Black Hobbits and says, well, I guess the crime rate in the Shire is about to rise. Nice peak boomer waffen moment there. Yep. I can't the believe only, they're doing that. Black. The only terrible thing about being a nigga hobbit is they don't make kicks in my size, yo. They don't wear All kicks. Out. That's the whole thing, though. Yeah. Do black hobbits? Hold on. Do black hobbits wear Jordans? Black hobbits. There are no such what? things as black hobbits. Uh, yeah. What do they have in black elves? What, I mean, what do they make black? To the new Amazon Prime series, Reinhardt, there are black hobbits. So. Yes, black and Maori and Asian and Italian. Don't know why Italian was thrown in there, but yeah, why they have to like why they have to really fuck it up? Like I would have been fine well, with them. Like you repeated yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there weren't even there weren't even hobbits in the Second Age, guys. Come on. Oh, I don't know. It makes me so mad. Artistic <sighs> liberty. Chris, yeah, Chris is dead too. So who cares? Yeah, Man, I know. The, you know, the Shire was a great place before they moved in, right? Right. <laughs> the Proudfoots look over at the newcomers. All right, yeah. boy. Oh boy. Bunch of the Mondays. Is, is it the in. Bernstein Bears cover where the pandas move in? Yeah. Looks like the Mondays moved in. <laughs> Nobody likes the Mondays. Everybody loves Sambo Ganji. <laughs> oh god uh, for some reason that just makes me think of like a a black hobbit sanford and son type sitcom a black hobbit know. sanford and son that's funny sanford and son in the shire S- sambo <laughs> but it's like and on son? the outskirts yeah like sambo and son there you go sambo and son yeah Yo, bitch, charge that second breakfast onto my EBT card. <laughs> oh okay, God. are we done? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We got. There's got to be more. There's got to be more. Oh, there will be more. It yeah. doesn't come out until Tolkien's birthday next year, which oh, is just blasphemy. Oh, there will on be his more. birthday? They're, they're doing it on his birthday? That's just that's just wrong. Yeah. It's an evil ritual. It really Frodangelo is. money baggins. <laughs> Frodangelo. <laughs> oh, oh Lord. Oh, man. Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that's right. Lord of the Kangs. Lord of the Kangs. Right, so Sauron going to be like a like a Dolph Lundgren type character, like evil white man? Oh, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I'm still wondering if they're going to show him in his fair form. At all. I don't know. We'll see. Hmm. Before he ended up in that, you know, Batman suit. Oh, right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, they've taken all the artistic liberties that they, they want with it. And well, and they entice you with a beautiful piece of concept art, which shows something that isn't even from the first age, but it is still beautiful. But then they'll just bait and switch you and say, oh, yeah, you're you're getting the first age, but you're also getting Black Hobbits. <laughs> like it. I mean, yeah, but like a lot of a lot of a lot of um, a lot of young people 
you know, they think this is the right way to be. Okay. Oh, trust me, I've had the conversations at work, and I, I keep getting I asked, why I is know. it such a big deal if the hobbits are I black? I know. <laughs> I know, right? No, I get it. I do. I totally understand. I'm like the kid, the meme kid, trying to hold it in. <laughs> <laughs> when, when, you uh, haven't, when you haven't been able to rage about black hobbits for five seconds? I'm making it. That's going on the channel later. All right. <laughs> So are we, back to, I think we back made to satanic ritual abuse cults. <laughs> I'm just trying not to think about all the nasty stuff they do to kids, man. I know, I know. Yeah. Well, I think we've hit a good portion and definitely um, enough for a Halloween episode, but we're not done with any of this, I don't think. No, there's definitely a lot of rabbit trails we can go down and can do entire episodes on the different um, subtopics in this what time is it? Let me see where are we at in this, in this show. Oh my! All right. Well, we should have ended the show about twenty-five minutes ago, guys. I'm just kidding. It's not even. It's not. We're we're right at two hours. We're coming up at the end. But there's a lot to these satanic ritual abuse cults. Um, the dissociative identification disorder. Um. The, oh, uh, and that's that's one quick thing I'd like to bring up. Just can I say one last point? Yeah. Um, dissociative identity disorder. Identity. It's disorder. that is one way that they mask this possession. Uh, we hear all the time about you know people being sent to asylums wrongfully way back in the day, Tartarian mm-hmm. asylums mm-hmm. that were victims of uh, satanic oppression or possession. Uh, that still happens today. People are led to believe that they just need to medicate. And they will be okay, but they never are okay. Not really. They don't respond to medical treatment. And um, I'd say more often than not, it is some some kind of dark power that is affecting them. So that is a large rabbit hole if people want to go down it. We can discuss it another time too. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you have the MK Ultra uh, possession crossover there. Uh, yes. The, the science and the magic. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was another good point that we had last night. Yeah, it was that uh, what they always say is that uh, magic is just science you don't understand. And it's, no, it's uh, magic is science that. No, what, did, what did we say? I forgot. What no, it's just period. Just magic is science. Well, right. No, <laughs> that's true. No, what was it about keeping it from you? Something about keeping it from people? Well, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, magic is just science that they don't want you to understand they don't want you to understand that's what it is right no they would rather keep it in the realm of fantasy yeah they want you to think that magicians and wizards are uh mickey mouse and fantasia you know making brooms go up and down stairs and multiply um you know just funny cartoons funny cartoons nothing like that nothing like actually like splitting personalities and having them be inhabited by legions of demons um, and they've been using their visual propaganda machine to do this for a really long time. Oh, yeah. I mean, visual audio bewitched, propaganda machine, it, you mm-hmm. know, from Bewitched to, you know, all the all the way to the current, mm-hmm. you know, to Giselle Bunchausen helping Tom Brady win the win this win the Super Bowl over and over and over and over again with his ha deal ha, with the devil. There's a talking black cat on Clarissa the Teenage Witch. Ha ha, so funny. Right, it files its own nails. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. Right. There's um, you know, 
the Bugs Bunny cartoon with the witch on the broom flying around, right? There's the... Yeah, Broomhilda. Broomhilda. Yes, uh, fairy godparents, fairly odd parents. You have Cinderella, the fairy godmother. You have all kinds of witch stuff with uh, Disney and uh, the Brothers Grimm. Even Hans Christian Andersen. Well, yeah, he was a sodomite anyway. Yeah. With definitely pedophile tendencies. Oof. Which one doesn't, you know? Come on. Yeah, do you have any idea how little that narrows it down? Right. <laughs> right. You're asking you're asking me to find a kid with long hair and a black t-shirt at a Metallica concert. Come on, guy. Skinny jeans and a lip ring at a screamo show. Hey, leave Reinhardt alone. I know. I never had a lip ring. You never had a piercing. No? no. Nope. Never had a piercing. I had many. I lived through the 90s. I had many. Did you have snake bites? <laughs> no, just one on the left-hand side. And it was never a ring. It was just a, a stud. I never... People fuck around... Shining with a diamond stud. Wait, you tell me you didn't have a, a feather earring? What, in my... In my ear? Yeah. No. Oh, no. I had... No, I had, like, double gauges in my ear. I had gauges like before people. I don't know. I pictured I pictured you with a mullet and like dangling uh dangling cross earring in your left ear. No. With like with like stripes shaved into the side. And uh this is when Aquanet was still around, so uh it would it would be up on the top. So Johnny looked like short racist Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah, no. Uh no. 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 Yeah, more at one more point. Like bad, I mean, at one point, like I had in a teenage drama uh, in the eighties. Ouch! I'm sorry. What? <laughs> but he had cool shades. That's how I picture him with cool shades. It's getting weird. Yeah. All right. Well, whatever. You can uh, dream about whatever you want to dream about. <laughs> yeah, Jack. We got we got a creepy pasta. Yeah. Yeah, this one's called uh, Remain Calm. All right. That's all right, Reinhardt. I pictured you having purple uh, purple bangs with black black frizzy hair in the back. Don't. He. he nope. Just, yeah. Take your meds, schizo. All right. Delete this. We're going to get out of here. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Later. Time travel makes you gay. 45 that's how many people are left we started with 111 and he just kept killing and killing until we got here exits to the building are all locked and cannot be opened nor broken this demon or whatever he is is terrorizing us we figured out that the only way he can kill you is if he senses fear but some people learned that too late there is no safe place to hide and he can see us no matter where we are, it's just a matter of who's the most frightened at the time he chooses to hunt. One man was able to look the demon in the eyes and deter him, but he hasn't been the same since. It was in the beginning, two days ago, the building's power went out and everyone left their apartment to see what was happening. There we were, searching around in the dark trying to see what was happening, when a quiet jingling of a bell could be heard in the darkness. My floor went from a silent, dark void to a screaming pit of hell. Within seconds, the demon killed 10 of us just on that floor alone. 
After witnessing such a horrible event, the survivors on my floor and I went to search the other floors to see if the same thing happened there. We were still shaking and barely able to breathe, but what else were we to do? We gathered up the 84 of us left and went to the lobby to hopefully find someone who could help. Nothing but bloody corpses filled the lobby. This caused us to produce enough fear for the demon to strike again. The bells. Screaming commenced again before the lights suddenly turned on, and the survivors and I all stared at one man. He was just standing there, staring the demon in the face, like he was just some lame circus clown. The lights flickered and the demon was gone, but the lights remained on this time. Seconds later, the man fell to the floor, and we didn't know if he was dead or just fainted. We looked around again and realized there were fewer of us left than before. The man eventually woke up, but he hasn't spoken since the attack. After that event, we took notice of how fear caused the demon to attack and tried to remain calm at all times. Two days passed, and the demon began to attack even when we were calm to try and make us fear him. It worked for a lot of us, but I somehow managed to survive. With 45 people remaining, we fear that we will never make it out alive. That damn jingling. I can't tell if I'm actually hearing it now or if I'm just traumatized by it. It's not just the demon itself that's scary. It's the empty darkness and the sound of the bells as you wait for what is going to happen next. 